Welcome, Legends, to the Hubcast, your central hub for everything Apex. A podcast by fans, for fans. Tips and tricks, deep dives, and everything you need to know from your first drop to that last head pop. Dairy. Legendary. What's up, Legends? And welcome back to the Apex Legends Hubcast. I am your host, Nick, here with me today, as always... No, 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 Nate. It's Nick and Nate, Nick and Nate. It's always great with Nick and Nate. I little do you do, pop down. Oh, Nate. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? How you doing? How you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Pretty good. Good, good, good. I want to take my horse to Old Town Road. Come take my horse to. All right. Real quick before we get started, you can go to at Apex Legends Cast on Twitter. You can also go Apex Legends Hubcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our ThreadX3 Productions on Twitter at TX3 Productions. And if you like what we do here and you'd like to support us, you can go to Patreon slash ThreadX3 Productions. We would very much appreciate that. And also, um, if you want to check out our other podcast, we do have Nerd to the Third. It's a more general podcast. And we got some really exciting news coming up very soon. We're going to be finalizing some stuff this weekend. And so we're going to have a lot of really cool ideas coming through that. And that's going to be really cool. Um, and the last thing we we have to talk about right now, uh, we're still finalizing, but since it is official, we can now um, actually talk about it, and that is the Loot Crate. We have a deal with Loot Crate, and so basically we're going to start be- being able to do giveaways for Loot Crate. I think we mentioned it before with Link or whatever, but you know, just in case you haven't seen that yet, we're going to announce it here. So Loot Crate, um, look for more information very soon so please go to at apex legends cast on twitter or you can uh, go to our discord which will be in the description of this podcast or pinned to the top of our twitter page so either way you can whether you're on our discord or you know whatever you'll 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 hear it you'll hear it we're it's very soon basically we're just getting the script together that's all we're really doing is getting the script finalized which should be one of the things we work on this weekend so that's great. So with that out of the way, we have a care package incoming. All right, our care package for this week is, we've heard it kind of a lot within this past couple of weeks, but there's some more news coming out. <laughs> there are some more news coming out about uh, some Watson leaks, the supposed mm-hmm. new character coming up uh this season possibly it's definitely i think the next character that's going to be on the roster that we're going to see soon um so according to this comes from dot esports.com according to a number of data mines the next playable character for apex legends is named watson this hasn't been confirmed by respawn entertainment but it looks like she's set to be released this season sometime before the end of june we'll see if that happens uh, multiple leaks from the game's files have hinted at the legend's possible characteristics, including her name, appearance, and ultimate. And the latest leak 
by Apex Legends News reveals another one of her potential abilities. Now, the leak, it was posted on Twitter by Apex Leak News, um, and it's an HD render of Watson's electric fence. Um, You'll be able to link two fence posts and create an electric fence that only Watson can climb. Um, So, it basically, the render looks interesting. Um, it looks a little funny. It definitely looks very real life in terms of physics. Like this is something I would see at a hardware store. Um, yeah. But from what I can potentially gather from it, um, the way it sounds is similar to like the barbed wire in Black Ops 4. I don't remember the specialist uh, offhand right. who has it, but that's what it sounds like. Uh, it, this also does sound like it's going to be a potential tactical ability. This doesn't seem to be her ultimate. Her ultimate, I think reportedly, is called uh, the Tesla Trap. And that looks like looks to be some kind of electric tri- trip wire that when an enemy steps on it, it explodes. Yeah. So this definitely sounds like a trapper character. So definitely probably something similar to caustic, but hopefully more useful. <laughs> right. Shade, shade, um, shade, shade. Um, yeah. Going back to the uh, the trap, that one sounds interesting as far as because one of the keywords that kind of goes out is that you can climb over it. So I'm like, mm, okay. That's cool, I guess. But why would you be climbing an electric like? So that's a little weird. But, you know, um, from other reports, we can see that um, if anybody tries to pass through it, they'll basically have a slow effect, which is going to be similar to if you got too close to a Bangalore, you know, artillery strike. You'll have that kind of slow effect. You'll, you know, your vision will be all effed up. And so then that'll obviously make it really easy to, you know, take you down. Um, this is really just a good of like area of denial kind of thing, especially if you're in a area which is either a canyon or indoors. This is going to be really good for that. Um, I also like the fact that her name is Watson and she's electrical based. Watt? Watt? Do you get it? Yeah, no, yeah, I get okay, it. Okay, I get yeah. it. What's actually kind of cool if you look at the, and we talked about this several episodes ago, but if you look at the like, data mine leak a while back ago from the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look they on this article in particular, they have a more blown up picture and it looks like you can see the Tesla trap that's strapped to her back. Yeah. Like it actually mm-hmm. looks kind of cool. And another thing to point out, she's probably the most one that looks like a gorillas character. Gorillas. What's that? The mean? band gorillas. Boom, boom, boom. Are you happy? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> are, are you feeling glad? Do you I got sunshine in, in a, a bag. bag. Um, yeah, I just, I, I like this. This is definitely going to hopefully switch up the meta and just be like, you know, a cool addition. Um, if they keep this kind of slow drip up, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just how. It, once again, we'll we'll go into the range of you know just like leaks can be both a blessing and a curse because it's a mm-hmm. blessing for the people who are starving for some more information and then we get that information we're so excited but then it's a curse because it's not coming from respawn and so with respawn still kind of sticking to their you know no talking mantra that they apparently have you know it's just like you know hey we just want to we just want to hear what's coming you know we just want to know what's going on you know even if this 
just this little comment, maybe a little coy about, you know, like, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe not. And, you know, just to give us a hint that, yeah, this is true and you caught us or something like that. Now, something I want to ask you, um, from what it sounds like of Watson, definitely sounds like she's going to be a Trapper character, very similar to Caustic, like I said prior. Mm -hmm. Um, Although it sounds, jokingly, but also seriously, it sounds like her abilities might be more useful in terms of Uh in-game. Are you worried that she's going, oh, this is going to, okay, I'm going to phrase that differently because you could probably, probably put together what I was about to say. Do you think that her abilities are going to be used for more camping purposes do you think that you're going to have a lot of squads if they have her on hand that they're going to be just set up in one spot obviously not for very long because you have the ring movement but i i feel like that could be a potential downside to her character is maybe people would be more incentivized that's what i was looking for incentivized to camp for longer periods which in a sense, uh, Battle Royale, depending on how you play, I play very strategically. I try to last as right. long as possible. I don't always go for a lot of kills. Um, right. So there is a good bit of camping in Battle Royales in general. But in Apex, I feel like I don't camp all the time. I feel like I'm constantly moving to find better gear. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like you're always going to have, and that's the beauty of the class system and the character system, I feel like you're always going to have your characters that are just clearly made to slay, you know, so you got your wraiths, you got your Bangalores, uh, Mirage, you know, you got these people, they're clearly meant to slay, you know, and then you have your other support characters, you know, people who are, Hey, I'm just here to help out or whatever. So you got like Pathfinder is good because obviously, you know, gets you from point A to point B. Yeah. Lifeline, obviously, obviously lifeline. Um, and then, you know, Gibraltar and those those characters are meant to support. They're meant to help out. They're meant to be for the players that maybe don't get the highest kill streaks. And then you have Caustic and, you know, he's obviously throwing down traps and he's doing area of denials is, you know, the term I used before. And then here you have this character, which is very similar in the sense that you have an area of denial. So the only, the only problem I feel like might arise is if you have a caustic and a Watson. So I could see, I could see that being a problem, but then all that really does is, trap them in a in a building you know and so worst case scenario you just wait them out you know or you know there's several there's several kind of yin and yang so to speak that you can that you can try to like counter them so that's the only problem i see is that you know having those two together or whatever but i feel like if you have those two together then maybe you don't have a support or you don't have a slayer. And so then that's kind of the whole, that's the whole point of having the team dynamic. You know, hopefully this obviously could be a huge problem with randos, but hopefully if you're just with a trusted group, you're not going to have two trappers because that just doesn't make any sense. But it is something that could happen and, you know, yeah, I mean, I could see where what the I could see what you mean, but then in that sense, you know, I mean, really, if they're if they're sticking themselves in a building, then what you gotta hope is that you got some good RNG and you just have like a crap ton of like grenades and just start. Yeah, you can hope. 
Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that really has been going on is, uh, <laughs> Nick, I don't know if you saw this, but people are starting to discover that you can stick things to Gibraltar shield. <laughs> so the funniest one, which I think you actually did see, cause I think we talked about it. Yeah. The funniest one I saw was someone stuck a bunch of the caustic traps onto a shield and a pathfinder. Like basically it was one of those. Woo. woo yeah. Carousel. Carousel things. Um, but <laughs> another one that I saw was somebody throwing Octane's jump pad on Gibraltar's shield. Yeah. So it, very, it seemed very much like a Captain America Avengers type situation. Oh, yeah, where he jumps you, off his... Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's pretty... I, I love when people find stuff like this because it it's, it's just so interesting to see, A, the amount of free time people have, yeah, B... Right. Just the creativity, and that's mm-hmm. what I think that Respawn would love about this game is people are just finding new ways that maybe they didn't even think about. Yeah, it might be something they didn't even really test for, and so I hope it is something that they keep in. Because, like for instance, something that they kept in Fortnite that was an unintended bug was when you could ride the rocket, giggity. <laughs> um, but people just kind of saw that and instead of taking it out because it was an unintentional quote-unquote bug instead of taking it out now it's a feature you know now you can ride the rocket and you can you know there are so many really cool like kills from that and so i hope this is something that they keep in or you know at the very least maybe they'll make it so that instead of having you know six caustic traps on you maybe you can only have like two or something or maybe you can just have the one and they don't stick onto each other maybe there's some way they can code that but if not if they if not and they just keep it the same i mean strategically i could see like putting a caustic trap on your shield and then going into a room or whatever but then that gibraltar is pretty you know vulnerable because he has like this giant X on his back, essentially. But not only that, but then when the if the gas trap goes off, for instance, then your vision is messed up as well. And I'm as I mean, I don't know. Like it wasn't in first person, so I don't know what it looks like from Gibraltar's. But I'm wondering, does the does the caustic trap impede his vision? You know what I mean? Because like obviously before you're just looking right straight through it, and you can see your crosshairs and everything. So I'm wondering, yeah. does it impede your vision in any way? And I mean, like the jump pad is definitely, I think, maybe even cooler than the caustic trap. Because yeah, they found an interesting way to like spin Pathfinder around, but like the uh, the jump pad, like that could actually be useful in the sense that like now you have a mobile you can aim it, yeah, and aim it exactly, yeah. So yeah, really interesting, definitely really interesting. I think that with the caustic traps on the shield, it reminds me of a old Call of Duty tactic, I think like in Modern Warfare 2, where um, people would throw Simtex on uh, their buddy who had a riot shield and have him run like straight down to to where enemies were. And and I think I uh, I used to do it in Battlefield as well, where you'd throw C4 on to the Humvee or whatever you're oh, driving right, and right. They just drive up and, and explode. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. It's, it's another ways for us to get more enjoyment out of the game that we love. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's all we have for the care package and, you know, I definitely, I'm excited to see what Watson has to bring. I'm excited to see like maybe some more fun things that people can, you know, find in the game, but let's move on to our topic of the week.
So the topic of the week is, it was kind of brought on by like a couple of different people who have been putting out videos. Obviously, Drifter was one of them. And they're talking about the state of the game. So like Nick was saying, this is, you know, we're a month into the life cycle of the game. So a lot of people are kind of having this conversation or having these thoughts of, okay, what's next? You know, that's the, that's kind of one of the biggest problems in gaming is we can't really live in the moment. We can live in the moment for like a minute and then we're like, all right, what's next? So that's definitely the case here. Um, One of the reoccurring themes that I see being brought up throughout all these conversations is a lot of people are, you know, challenges is a big one. Everybody's hoping for, hey, let's get some kind of challenges in something, you know, of course, similar to Fortnite. Because mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it's one of those things that gives you stuff to do. It gives you stuff to look forward to, stuff to, like, th- that's a goal. Like, oh, I can jump in, do these challenges, jump out kind of thing. Um, another one is um, that a lot of people are, are, you know, now are kind of saying stuff like, the game's great. The biggest thing about it is, of course, the gameplay. But there's nothing really incentivizing them. Now, that's something that I can kind of agree with. And one of the things I'll bring up as a reference point is I remember one of the reasons why I loved playing Halo or one of the reasons why I loved playing Call of Duty back in the day um, was I was playing constantly so I could rank up to get that next gun, to get that next whatever, to get that this, this. Like Every time I ranked up. Now, granted, in Apex... Every time you rank up, you do get an Apex pack, but you know you would always have that something on your screen saying, "Hey, this unlocks at level 35." So you always had that goal: I got to get to 35 to get that gun, to get that you know helmet, to get you know whatever. Um, and so that's been a reoccurring theme of of stuff like that. And that's something that I can kind of agree with. I don't feel like Apex. I think the biggest hook that Apex has, and the reason why I keep playing it, is because I want to get better at the game. Uh, yeah. I want to. I want my skills to to get better, and that's why I'm playing so much. But I don't feel like, and this isn't, you know, this is just, uh, of course, my opinion, but I don't feel like there's any carrot at the end of the stick, so to speak, mm-hmm. in terms of there's nothing that it's incentivizing me to get to to rank up higher. I just want to play the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, for once, I get to be the contrarian. It's going to be a weird feeling. Everybody's, oh, I'm, I'm already strapped weird. in. Strap in. Because, yes, Mr. I hate the battle pass. Mr. I hate the skin and how they charge too much. Yeah, that Mr. I'm saying, what is the big effing deal? I mean, like, Mr. Mr. Drifter and Mr. Dr. Disrespect and Ninja, they're all complaining about not having anything to do in the game where it's endless. There's tons of stuff to do, you know? And as far as your carrot on the end of the stick, it's unlocking everything. It's having those apex packs and hoping you get another legendary or getting another legendary skin or that elusive heirloom, you know. So having somebody like Drifter, having somebody like Ninja, you know, it's like they have a big audience. I can respect that. But then when they start complaining about, oh, there's nothing to do in the game, it's like there's plenty to unlock in the game. And in fact, you know, our last episode, we talked about one of the biggest reasons we keep coming back is how much stuff there's to unlock. We have so much to unlock. We have skins. We have quips, which, I mean, quips and and certain stuff like that. That's obviously the lower tier, you know, like, oh, my God, he says something different. You know what I mean? So, but it's still, there's so much to unlock. There's so much to do. So saying that there's not a carrot at the end of the stick, it's like, 
I don't get that because there's so much. There's so many carrots at the end of the stick. If anything, there's almost too much carrots at the end of the stick because it's just like, I don't know what I want. Now, obviously, if you're a person who has a mane and maybe you have the skin that you love for that mane and then you have weapons that you love and you have a couple of skins for those weapons that you love. Well, I mean, that's great. Good for you. I mean, but at the same time, there's just so much. To, I mean, for especially for like completionists or whatever, there's so much to unlock here that, that you can keep going for a really long time. Then we do have the battle pass, you know, so people complaining about the state of the game and they're not being a carrot at the end of the state. And even when you get to like level when you get to level 20, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If you get to level 20, I think then it starts uh, drip feeding the apex packs every other level. Or maybe it was 15. I can't remember. Um, it's been so long. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, and then after after 40 or 50, I want to say it drips feed at every like third level. And then it's every fifth level. So like by the time you're in the like close to the triple digits it's like you're not getting an apex pack until like you know five or six levels i, I can't remember i i do apologize for not knowing that um but you're not getting an apex pack for a really long time which is obviously respawn's way of you know incentivizing us to buy stuff you know but then we have the battle pass the battle pass at every level you unlock something now me and me and nate are very vocal about this about the fact that is that something 100% worth it all the time? No, but you are getting something. And that to me is the carrot at the end of the stick that you're talking about. It's that thing that you are driving towards, because obviously what are you driving towards that gold tier skin on the havoc? You're going towards that, you know? And once again, will we ever make it there? Maybe not. We're definitely running out of days, but that doesn't stop the fact that there is a carrot at the end of the stick. So having Drifter and Ninja and Doctor with Disrespect, which all the respect to those people, but having them complain about there's not a carrot at the end of the stick or, you know, there's just nothing to do. It's like, well, yeah, because you guys probably got through all that in the first couple of days. So complaining about not having anything to do because you decide to play it and get through everything, like that's not the game's fault. That's your own fault. You know, and that's why, like, I don't mind playing it at the pace I do because, you know, I might be a lower level than, you know, 50% of the people that I come into contact with, but I'm still enjoying the game. <laughs> like, it's such a weird thing to say, but at least I'm still enjoying the game. It's, at least I'm still enjoying the drip feed. You know, I will admit, though, um, a couple of good points were brought up that the challenges, obviously, like I can totally agree to that. I can totally agree to having challenges and maybe each challenge gives you anywhere from like 10 to 20 scrap. And then you use mm -hmm. that scrap to buy the things that you want. I can totally agree with that. Or there needs to be more to do with the red currency because other than um, other than characters, what do you have to spend that on? You know, you don't have a lot to spend it on. So that would be something that I could agree with as far as. But as far as that, like we were just talking about a new character. You know, we don't know when it's coming, obviously, but it's coming. And yeah, I just I feel like the content creators that play this an ungodly amount every single day for six days a week 
complaining about not having that much to do. It's just, it's, it's another world. It's a 1% time. And that's what me and Link said last episode. It's a 1% kind of thing. You're not, everybody is going to have this problem, but Hey, if you guys do, and I'm just kind of talking out of my butt, then, you know, but that's just my personal opinion. I feel like it's kind of maybe being blown out of the water or they're fixating on it too much. You know, hey, you know what gets clicks? Negativity, you know, and I can we can attest to that. Am I right? We got tons yeah, of clicks for yeah. that. <laughs> now, now, of, of course, I'm going to uh, go a little on the defensive. I can't speak to everybody else, but I, you know, as far as the stuff I've seen with Drifter, he wasn't speaking at it in a sense of negativity. He was still saying he loves the game, but that's his oh, only yeah. gripe. We'll only complain. Now, I, again, can't speak to them, but if I was to give a read uh, as why they're complaining about it is I know that there are certain type of people, because I'm one of them, that um, are more are more likely if I had the choice between uh, an option that was wide range of I can do like as far as collecting wise, like I have so much other stuff, like I, I have an entire open world of stuff to do. Or like I have this path, I can see the path that I'm on. I can see what I'm going to get. I would right. really take that path. Yeah. So I that might that. be a basis that. of some of the complaints, um, which again I could totally agree with. But I mean, of course, that's the perfect thing about the show is we have always, almost always, have differing opinion on the matter. Um, that those were the, kind of the biggest ones that I've seen, kind of being being the common thread between the different videos and different discussions and things like that. Um, what I am curious about and what I want to talk with you about is uh, from from here granted we're only a month in um, but what do you think is next or what do you think is is going to be the future of apex the future of apex future um, well I think that like I like I was hinting at when we were talking about Watson I feel like if they keep up the drip feed of characters to a reasonable degree then i feel like it's always going to be changing up the meta it's always going to change up like the um team composition and that's never going to be a bad thing never 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 um and then uh i feel like another thing and they might be working on it or this might you know but like solos and duos was something i can't remember who was talking about it but I remember seeing somewhere that solos and duos was actually being worked on for the next big update. Then the next big update came and went and there was no solo and duos, but I mean, it could be something that they'd be working on, you know? And, um, and I mean, just, I feel, I, I feel like, you know, just getting more stuff. And I mean, it's, it's hard to compare it to Fortnite because, you know, it's just a completely different game. But doing something similar to that where they have limited time modes or um, or they change certain things about the map or whatever. I personally would love to see a more PUBG approach where instead of changing the map on a regular basis, I would much rather do, I would much rather get a new map. I agree. You with know. That. I and I mean, but that causes problems because I, I can, I can remember when PUBG came out and new maps would come out and people would just start, you know, crapping on the, on the new maps and be like, Oh, this is nothing like the other one. Wait, you mean it's nothing like the other map you had? Why is that a bad thing? Yeah, Anyways, I, I, I won't go there. <laughs> I, yeah. I 100% agree with that because even if the map's not great at first, you know, cause mo mo everyone doesn't like change. That's what will keep the game. Change. That's, 
that's what will keep the game fresh. And you have right. different approaches to it. And like I've talked with you off air, uh, we actually talked about it the other day. But like that's another that's something like you know I think that Apex would be smart to st- stay in the direction of PUBG, whereas Blackout would be smart to stay in the stay in the direction of Fortnite. In terms of you know, yeah. there's a lot of you know this is not Apex related, but there's a lot of hypotheses about what's going to happen this year, mm-hmm. and a lot of people would be okay is if the Blackout map. It, not if the map was the same. If Blackout was the same, they just added Modern Warfare skin to it with maybe right. adding like locations from that to change the map up kind of similar to the way Fortnite does. So I agree with that 100%. I would love to see different maps. And what I would love to see even more, like you were saying on the last show, and uh, a mode similar to Alcatraz, but what I'm thinking is map-wise, uh, you remember the map in Titanfall 2 where it was on the it was on the plan. Like, did you play the campaign for Titanfall 2? yeah just not all the way through okay the the level where you get the time time jumping thing on that that planet that one okay so it's basically the map it's basically what i'm saying is a more indoors type place like it's more cqc i would like to see a limited time mode similar to maybe alcatraz where Mm -hmm. it's lower player counts more cqc environment because i feel like that would add a lot of frenetic nature to the already great gameplay. Right. That's that's an apex. That's something that I would like to see. I think that would be a great combination of both of those ideologies. Right. And I think just just in general, finding new ways to mix up the formula is not going to be a bad thing. Because the the one thing that Fortnite had on its side is that it was constantly adding stuff constantly like it was actually almost like frustrating how often they were they were adding stuff i want to say it was like maybe every 2 weeks you know and so that's why it is hard to compare it to them but also it's kind of imperative to compare it to that because they are the biggest competitor Obviously, you have PUBG, Blackout, H1Z1, Paladins, or whatever. You have all those, but its biggest competitor is Fortnite. And so, you know, it only it behooves them to do more stuff, experiment, you know, because that's what the limited time modes are. You know, now if they made these changes to the base game, then you'd have people rioting, you'd have pitchforks, you'd have people like death threats and all that kind of BS that you get on the internet. But if it's in the limited time mode and you have a mode where it's like, you know, what did they have? They had like snipers only or they had CQC only and things like that. And I feel like that could just be interesting ways of mixing it up. You know, another way is uh, like Blackout, you can have like private servers. So private servers would be really cool, especially for like anybody who wants to put on their own private tournament. Mm -hmm. So it would be really cool. Now, there was one other thing that I saw a lot of people talking about. And I want to get your opinion. There's more. But wait, there's more. Post show, guys, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. There was one other theme that I saw being talked about a lot, and I want to get your opinion on it. Uh, I have those. And it's not about Apex per se, but it's about Respawn. <gasps> and it was a lot of people, I don't want to say giving excuse, but kind of giving giving a potential reason. Uh, they were talking about how they're saying like, you know, hey guys, something to keep in mind. Like, I know we're all talking about how, you know, Respawn hasn't been very forthcoming with information or like not, you know, pushing a lot of updates, but also keep in mind 
that they are basically working on three different projects right now. They're working on one that we don't know about. They're working uh, on Jedi uh-huh. Fallen Order and things like that. They were giving a reason for why they haven't been as vocal or active as like, you know, Fortnite or even probably Player Unknown. I don't re- really remember that life cycle. But yeah. what, what's your opinion on that? Do you think that that's valid? <laughs> I mean, you know me. I'm cynical, maybe even sometimes a little too nitpicky. To me, that sounds like a woe is me. I mean, woe is me. We have so many projects to work on. That's, I mean. Well, there was another part to it where they were saying, and I know Drifter said this, that (laughs) that, uh, they're like, I don't think Respawn realized this game was going to be as successful as it became. Well, yeah, because neither did EA. (laughs) They're like, sure, you put out your little pet project. You go ahead and do it. Oh, wait, what? What? How now many? that's, yeah, that's that's the one in particular. Where I'm like, okay, I can see that. I, I can, can see, see that. Yeah, I can see that. But still, at the same at the same time, with with EA behind them and with with the resources they have or whatever, like, you know, I I, I don't see that as a problem because hopefully, I don't know how Respawn runs anything, obviously, but hopefully they have different teams. And so you have a team on the Star Wars, obviously. You have a team on this. You have a team on that. And so, you know. They do. But also keep in mind, this is EA we're talking about here. They're not Ubisoft. <laughs> they don't have their stuff together. I mean, that's true. Come on. So, but I, if I was to, if out of all, th- out of those statements that I just made, the one that would make the most sense as to maybe a slight explanation to our situation would yeah. be that they didn't expect it to be this successful. Yeah. But I mean, I then mean they, the, they the, never expected that they had high hopes for Titanfall 2. Right, right. But. You know, they were like, "Oh, maybe this will be a repeat thing." Yeah, maybe that. Well, then know. in that in that case, they just need to be more reactionary because it's like within yeah. a week there was twenty five million people kick your <laughs> in the high gear, guys. Like, like because those twenty five million people now are getting talked to by the same person that you paid money to to play the game. <laughs> They're getting talked to to people and saying how I'm bored. What do you guys want to do now? You know, so instead start putting out some content. And I feel like here's here's big-headed Nick talking like he's an asshole, but how hard is it to make a limited time mode? You know, mess with the rules a little bit. Now it's the ring goes twice as fast. Now, when you get down to round three, it just constantly moves. Sometimes it goes to the left, sometimes it goes up, but it like it stays the same size, but it constantly moves or something. There's so many different things that just, you know, once again, I'm not Imagine a coder. You- I'm not a coder. I know this, but it's like, how hard would it be to just be like, okay, now it's only shotguns. Now it's only snipers. Like just little things to, you know, quench our thirst until the next thing. Imagine if you had a circle going in a circle. I can picture like all of the legends running around the map like to Benny Hill music. <laughs> Just trying to catch up with it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just it's just different. It's little things that could could keep it going and hopefully keep these, you know, these people who are complaining at bay. I I'm not one of those people. So, you know. Don't get mad at Nate. Get mad at him. But it's and like it, it. It is a situation where you know you you need to get to a point where you can make maybe not everyone happy, but get enough of us happy. And one thing I will say in support of Respawn and praise of Respawn is at least they are not being like Treyarch zombie team, mm-hmm. which if you you know big zombie player or big 
like online zombie player, you know what I'm talking about, how they've been radio silent since the game came out, almost always being very cryptic in terms of, oh, yeah, we're, 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 we're. Jeff from Jeff Fafa. Jeff Fafa from PSS Friends complains about that a lot, and it's always yeah. entertaining to listen to. So at least they're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that is the state of the game. Got two very varying sets of opinions so let us know where do you guys stand what side do you choose are you the nick or are you the nate let us know at tx3 productions or apex legends cast on twitter next up we got our deep dive Our deep dive of the week is going to be caustic. Now, caustic is considered a toxic trapper. And if we're going to continue the parallels that we've been doing so far in terms to other games, he's very similar to Firebreak, like in Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and Black Ops 3, in terms of the type of character he is. Now, of course, all this information comes from Pro Game Guide, so make sure you guys go give them a click. All right, so let's start off with caustic's passive ability, and that's Nox Vision. Nox Vision allows you to see enemies through your gas. So this is an all right perk. You know, a lot of people tend to avoid the gas. So if you're playing as Caustic, of course, it's great because you'll be able to see it through, see through them. You know, it gives you kind of a bigger advantage over Bangalore's smoke. Now for his tactical ability, that's going to be the Nox Gas Trap, which tends to be the bane of pretty much everyone's existence. Now with the Nox Gas Trap, you drop canisters that release deadly Nox Gas when shot or triggered by enemies. So that's, of course, one of the things that you can do is you can shoot the lid off of it and set it off from a distance so you're not uh, caught in the trap when you're going up to it. Now it's not great at doing damage per se. It is good for blocking or sealing people to a specific area, making it kind of difficult for entry or, or exit. Um, they can also be placed at choke points where they will alert you to the presence of enemies. Uh, now, when you do place a canister, it doesn't immediately start spraying the gas. Uh, you either shoot it or have an enemy trigger it. Of course, if you dislike the placement of the canister, you can also pick it up and place it somewhere else. That's kind of the basics of his tactical ability. Now, for his ultimate, that's going to be his Nox Gas Grenade. And basically, it just spreads a large area of Nox gas wherever you throw it. Now, this ultimate is the largest reason for playing Caustic. You can throw this thing and create a huge gas cloud that damages enemies and obscures their vision. The damage isn't crazy by any means, but if an enemy gets caught up in it, you can see them with your passive and take them out. It highlights them in green, so you'll be able to see them through the gas. In terms of character, I feel like Caustic's abilities from his passive all the way to his ultimate are very one-sided very for one particular reason you have other characters that have kind of a litany of different things that they can use for like lifeline being the big, biggest example having her care package but also her healing so caustic tends to not be the favorite among the community uh, in terms of his usefulness but i mean he's a character that's that's still in the game and if you are that type of trapper person he's a great character to play as now let's go ahead and take a look at some tips and tricks for caustic caustic's gas traps are Pretty useful early and late in the game. Uh, you can spread them around early and catch a lot of players that are quickly running around. Uh, in the late game, however, you can cover the circle and traps and make it hard to avoid them. So that is a great, uh, especially in the end game part, that is a great use for his traps. 
You can also place canisters near doorways and areas you are expecting an enemy to come through uh, as a way to alert you or deter them from getting the jump on you. And then, of course, this is especially useful if you're looting or reviving a teammate. So it kind of gives you a like a trip mine almost sorts, except, of course, it's gas that's spewing out, not explosives. Now, again, kind of similar to Bangalore, Caustic pairs really well with Bloodhound. So you and Bloodhound can be able to track enemies through the gas. Players would also do well to use optics that can highlight enemies. So if you're running Caustic, make sure and see if you can find a digital threat no matter what so you can still be able to go through. And especially if you're another character that's not Bloodhound or Caustic, that's going to be a real advantage to you as well. Now be careful when you are throwing the gas around your teammates and in particular your ultimate. While they won't be damaged by it like enemies, they'll still struggle to see through it. So again, goes back to get something like a digital threat if you can find it, and that's going to be your biggest advantage if you're playing with a caustic. Now one thing in particular, landing on the dropship, the loot ship, it's going to be a good idea if you're running caustic. You could throw around those canisters and make it really hard for people to get around that ship. Uh, and that way you get, of course, all the extra loot for you and your team. So he's really kind of a good deterrent and, like Nick was saying, a character that has a great area of denial. It's, that's kind of the play style that you'll run with with Caustic. Of course, you can also use canisters to block doors. We've seen a lot of videos, uh, especially after the game came out, of people just throwing the canisters in front of the doors to lock people in. And you can have the thing where you can open the door slightly, chuck the Nox grenade in there, and they basically have no way to get out. It's a gas chamber pretty much. Now, the canisters can be destroyed by enemies if they shoot the very bottom of them. It's, you know, of course, the red part on the canister. Uh, this will not spew out gas, and it is unfortunate for Caustic, who might already have trouble getting usage out of them. So that is something to be careful as well. If you are running Caustic, make sure that wherever you're putting them, maybe find it harder of a place where they can shoot it at the bottom. But that is one potential downside to throwing those canisters around very well. And like we talked about earlier in the care package, we've discovered that Gibraltar's shield is sticky. So one of the main things we've seen of this is people throwing those canisters on his shield and him just running, a, Gibraltar just running around like a super weapon, basically. So that might get patched, um, but as of right now, if you want to run Caustic right now, I would give that a shot and see how that works out for you, pretty much. So again, Caustic has his uses definitely but if you look at the layout of the other legends in the game he seems to be on the kind of lower end as far as usability and in terms of like a lot of wins or a lot of successes he has his uses of course but there are other legends in the game that i think are going to benefit you a lot better than than running caustic but hey he's at least worth a shot all right, so that's all you need to know to be a good caustic player. So now let's go right into our coaching champions. All right, in coaching champions, this is where I give our where we give our tips and tricks. Admittedly, it's been a bit dry. We've had other things to talk about, and not so many tips and tricks. So we're going to try to fix that today. Um, I came across a really good video. I really want to make sure that this guy gets credit for it. So please make sure to click on the link. We'll have it in the description. So make sure to go click on the link down below. It's from a guy, uh, Dry Bear Gamers. Um, and basically, he came up with a drill to help you with your aiming. I'm going to break it down into a couple of simple terms, and then I'm also going to show you, or I'm going to tell you my some of my drills that I added to his. 
Um, so for the most part, it looks like he's playing on a PC. So uh, try not to let that affect <laughs> affect you because when he was doing his things and he was able to just whip to certain things, I'm like, well, I'm never going to be able to do that. But he's PC, so I think that has something to do with it. But there's some drills that you can run in the training so basically going going into the training you can run some drills there to start improving your aim you go up to a place where there are three targets on one side and three targets on another side these are the human shaped ones so you can practice getting the headshots and so the drill you want to do is for one minute you want to go to the left one headshot left two headshot left three headshot and then you want to switch that and you want to just keep doing that and at first what you want to focus on is your accuracy get to the headshot get a perfect headshot then go back to the center then back to number two get that perfect headshot you might go really slow at first and i can attest to this because i tried it out myself you might go really slow at first but even by the end of like one minute if you just keep doing it you're going to notice even just a little bit of speed so if you start doing this on a regular basis you might not be able to whip it like he does and you might not even be able to nay nay like he does but you're going to get a lot better and it's going to get you that reflex because he talks a lot at the beginning about the science of it or whatever so take a listen to it it's really interesting but this was a really cool thing and i i actually really like it i suggest doing it with the wingman because it has six bullets so you go three to the left three to the right and then reload three to the left three to the right you do that for a minute and it's a really it's a really good drill and then there was a couple other ones that he's gone through and then there was a couple that um that i added myself to practice on a moving target, basically he said, get to a upward angle, look at one of the moving targets and try to follow it perfectly. You want your cursor to be in the center of the moving thing, of the moving target, and you want it to stay on center and you want to try to be as perfect as possible. Once again, this is going to be an instance where you might not be able to do it on your first try, but the point is that you keep at it. And once again, I can attest to this because I tried it. I was really bad at the beginning. I kept going too far left or too far right before it would. But towards the end, I already started to notice a difference. Um, another thing that I added myself is um, I got on one of the zip lines and I started going over some of the moving targets. And so that was a basically a way to help me practice not only me moving, but shooting at a moving target. So both tar both you and the target were moving and trying to do that. And so my goal was to basically hit it more than I missed it. Or at least get that counter because it stacks. I tried to get it up to 100. And so run that for a minute. You go to one side of the zip line, then go to the other. And the whole time you're shooting at that same moving target. Um, then another one um, is target acquisition and so basically what you want to do is you want to stand in a part where you can pretty much see all the targets you know you want to be close enough where you know some of them but basically choose a target in your mind choose a target and then try to get to it as quickly as possible and shoot at it but once again you want to try to be as perfect as possible so you might have to take it slow at first you might have to get to it as fast as you can and then adjust 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 and then fire and then once again 
you do this for a minute at a time. And then afterwards, you're going to start noticing it. And, you know, this might take one or two times. This is basically a drill you should run every time before you go into your very first match of the day. And if you start doing that, you're going to start noticing a difference. And once again, it's about reflex. It's getting your body used to moving targets. It's getting your body used to flicking to the left, flicking to the right. You're going to notice, like the guy says, you're going to notice you might have a strong side. You might be better at the left side than you are the right side. But the point is to just run these drills on a regular basis. I would suggest doing it every time before you start up but if you're not that patient maybe every other time but the point is do it on a regular enough basis where it starts becoming more of a reflex so then when somebody comes up on you and you have a wingman you can snap right to their head and you don't even know how you did it moral of the story whip it into shape it's not too late to whip it whip it good whip it good (laughs) (laughs) and that's where the dad jokes come in yep all right so then we had a pretty good one from suck it trebek (laughs) to the point you can't not read that name and not laugh i mean you just can't um to the point about tips and tricks to give your team an edge i'd suggest the concept of bounding overwatch you take turns between bounding in parentheses, running to the next point and using short distances, and Overwatch, standing behind someone, form of cover, and keep watch ready to lay suppressive fire should an enemy pop up. This is really good. Um, I feel like another terminology for this, if this doesn't sound familiar, another terminology w- would be the zipper. Um, I don't know if that's like the technical term, but that's what I've heard it called before, where like one goes up and the other one is, you know, watching that person go up because obviously when you're when you're sprinting it takes longer for you to pull up your weapon so as somebody's moving forward you need to be watching that person who's moving in case somebody comes so he he worded it in his own way and i just tried to add my own memory sharper okay okay what's funny is the last game that i played which ended in a win uh it Humble actually, brag. we actually, <laughs> we actually did that. we like without having that information. Like that was just something that the I was playing with randos, and several times throughout the match, we would have one guy who had a G seven. He was basically designating himself as sniper. Oh, so nice. <laughs> we would, uh, we would go to so like at one part we were in, in coming out of a canyon coming out of the cave entrance for a canyon. And he immediately went up. I went to the left side, and then the other guy was following him up there to basically do what Sucka Trebek was, was bringing up, which, which is kind of one of those simpatico things, really interesting, that that's something we just casually mm-hmm. did. you know. But it's basic tacticism. Yeah, And definitely. it's one of those that, if some people don't understand that, it's definitely a tool to take with you to help further advantage. And it's like when me and you play the division, we do the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. Basic tactics. Go left, you go right, or I go up, you go down. Do I mean, it's it's one of those, if you have a you're coherent and you're team. you're cold, you're yes and you're no. I created a monster. <laughs> I created a monster. Jesus. Um, if you have a solid team, if you have good communication with them, that's easily going to be the best way to play the game. Instead of just all three of you rushing into just an objective right. into just one spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
just adding a little bit of tacticism into your everyday life is just going to be so much greater than usual. I mean, even if let's say you have two of you guys and you have a random third, if you start doing that, if he's paying attention, hopefully he or she is paying attention. If he's paying attention, he's going to go, huh? And then hopefully he'll pick up on it and do it. But if not, you still have one person on overwatch and helping out the team, you know, so that third person might not quite understand what's going on, but you're still using tacticism. If that third person goes down. You guys at least have your crap together and you can get it going. So yeah, really good. So bounding is what he calls it. So one person goes up, one person's overwatching, then that person's overwatching and the other person goes up. And so this could work for threes as well. Um, another really cool thing is I saw this, this is about a week old, by now but it's actually something i've never even knew about so the ammo types have different special abilities did you even know this the no i didn't one of them in particular now that i'm reading it makes 100 percent sense because it's something that i've noticed uh -huh. but never really paid attention to of it being a yeah. thing. so first off uh energy energy ammo has less of a drop rate and so like this is something that like now that I hear it out loud, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. It's a laser. <laughs> it's a laser beam attached laser to my freaking beam. head. But laser, it makes so much sense. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. So if you have like the triple take, you can aim halfway across the map and there's almost no drop rate to it. So you might not have as much damage, but it's not going to drop. Versus if you, if you have the G7 or you have the longbow, those are going to have drop to the, to the bullets. And so you're going to have to aim above the target in order to just hit them. So that was something that, like, now that I hear it out loud is, like, that seems so obvious. But honestly, the different ammo types, I didn't even think that each one of them was going to have some kind of ability because this is not something they talk about. So another one is the light ammo. Light ammo shreds through the shields faster. I was like, that's the one that makes sense. Yeah, right? And I think now that I think of it, it's like, yeah, okay. I do feel like with... And see, maybe it's just because I do kind of favor, like, the Spitfire, for instance, and I favor um, maybe some shotguns sometimes. Now that I think about it, every once in a while when I do have the R3, R301 or the R99, now that I think about it, like, I always felt like I'm shredding, just absolutely shredding shields. And I'm like, now it makes sense. And I'm like, this is another thing where it's like, it makes sense now that I'm hearing it, but it's just like, I really do wish that there would have been, you know, I, I wish this would have been something we were able to talk about before. Now, the last one is actually one that I heard, I want to say one or two weeks ago, um, but was never able to like confirm it myself. And that is that heavy ammo has a slow effect. And so basically what this means is that if you're shooting at somebody with um, heavy ammo, they're not going to be able to sprint. They're going to be kind of stuck in place. I think it's only for like maybe a second, but they're stuck in place and they can't sprint. And so obviously that means that they can't get around to cover as quickly. And so by using this logic, you can kind of adjust your loadout accordingly. So for instance, if you take a couple of pop shots and you happen to notice that this person has a shield, if you're not already on your light ammo gun, switch to your light ammo gun. 
switch to that gun and now shred through that shield. Once you're done with the shield and you hear that little indicator, okay, he's done, switch to a switch to a wingman, switch to a spitfire, switch to a prowler. And now this person, they might be out in the open, their shield is gone, start shooting them with that heavy ammo, whatever you know, gun you choose, start shooting with that heavy ammo so that it is less likely they'll get to cover and be able to heal themselves. I'm like, man, I'm so glad I, I saw this. This is definitely something, man. Okay, talk. Yeah, which which is very interesting. The heavy also makes mm-hmm. sense because I think of heavy ammunition, I think of a 50 caliber yep. round, I think of a yep. 45 yep. round, yep. think something like that. And that would make sense because a heavy round like that has a lot of stopping power. So it makes 100% sense if that gives you a slow effect. So it's, it's things like that, like kind of going back to the Gibraltar sticky mm-hmm. shield. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that like they really put a lot of care and effort into and we're like just noticing yeah. it basically. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah, it, it makes me wonder. Cause I mean, there's always been ammo types in pretty much any battle Royale. And so, yeah, it's just not something it's like, Oh, this, but now that I think about it, it makes more sense now because um, in most other games, like you have different ammo types, but it's usually different ammo types for different um, weapon classes. So you have your pistols and those all had like nine millimeter. You have your um, assault rifles and, you know, sometimes they'd have point or 7.77 or 5 point through whatever the heck it is. You know, and so, but it made sense. And then you'd have like your 50 cals or something like that. And so it just, I guess it just kind of made sense. It's like, okay, whatever. And then on this one, instead of like all the pistols having, you know, nine millimeter, you have one pistol that has, you know, the heavy ammo, which made sense because it was a revolver. But still, it's like, I guess the the, the more apt comparison would be the assault rifles. The assault rifles having like light ammo versus... Well, no, because they have that in other battle royales. I guess it's just something that I just never really thought of. And it was like, well, why does this one have this and this one have this? But now it's like, it it just makes so much sense now. Um, So this is definitely something you guys can use. And I mean, this also kind of makes you appreciate the, um, the triple take a little bit more. Because now I know that if I'm aiming at somebody way down range, I know that I'm probably actually going to hit hit them, you know, which I always thought that the reason I was hitting people at a long distance with the triple take was because that there were three bullets. So I didn't have to be as accurate. But now I think the reason is because it's energy ammo. So it has less of a drop rate and I have more chance of hitting them. But anyways, yeah, this 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 alone really makes me rethink my my loadouts. I want to I almost always want to have a light and a heavy at least, you know, and then if I do have energy, like I just I'm going to look at it in a so much different way. And I hope that if you guys didn't know that, I hope that, you know, now you can kind of start thinking about that, too, which is which is all we ask for. All we ask for. All right. So after giving you all the tips and tricks, all the tips, just the tips. Um, now I think, you know, that's going to be pretty much the show for us today. So I hope you guys have had a great time with this. Thank you, Nate, for joining me. Oh, you're welcome, sir. And we'll see you down in Kings Canyon where it's going to be legend. Wait.